Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of A Self Love Story. I am your host Olivia and as you can probably tell I am a little bit under the weather at the moment. Unfortunately got Covid at the weekend there and although I'm getting better the the bug is still about so apologies for my voice. I also actually had surgery yesterday. Um, I have endometriosis and underwent surgery yesterday. So my body's had a bit of a bashing the last few days. I'm feeling a little bit rubbish. However, I love doing this and I love talking to you guys on here. So I hope you guys understand if I'm not on my top game today. So just in light of having obviously been for surgery just yesterday for endometriosis, I decided this week's episode would be on endometriosis and I hope this can serve as something that will help someone who has a diagnosis of endometriosis or has symptoms of endometriosis or really just deals with painful, difficult periods. I know also there's a lot of people who suffer from PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, where you feel awful for the week before your period. It's not just quote-unquote PMS. You literally can feel so depressed. And I know a lot of that can run concurrently with endo as well. So uh, this is going to be a kind of women's health-focused episode. And I thought the day after surgery would be the best time to discuss having the surgery. And I hope anyone listening who might be going for surgery can listen to this and just get a bit more information and know what to prepare for. Just before I get into the episode, if you do like this podcast, please, please do rate and review wherever you listen. It really, really helps me out and it only takes a couple of seconds. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. Also, give me a wee follow on Instagram at a self-love story pod. I've got lots of lovely quotes and videos and everything there just to try and make you feel like your best self and show love to other people in your life. Now that's out of the way, I'll just give you a little bit of a background on my journey with endometriosis as I'm sure a lot of people have had a similar journeys. One in ten women have endometriosis. So it's a common illness. Not everyone knows they have it and some people might not be affected by it. But generally it's very poorly diagnosed. I'm 30 now and I've been going to the doctor since I was 13 years old. I used to vomit at school from the pain. It was so heavy that I couldn't leave the house. And it's taken till I'm 30 to really to have the surgery, you know. It showed up in scans as adhesions and things so we knew it was there but it's not been easy to get that diagnosis and getting the diagnosis itself as I will go into when talk about surgery like I'm, I'm in pain like it was a painful thing to go through kind of get that validation and I'm not saying this in a way to blame GPs or doctors or any way it's not one person doing something wrong It's just a very poorly managed condition and I hope things are changing. I really do hope things, you know, will get better. But sometimes it is a case of being the most persistent, annoying person who has to advocate for themselves to get there. So if you feel that way, you are not alone. I totally understand how you feel. 
and it can feel like you're literally talking to a brick wall sometimes or you can feel quite invalidated or or people might think you're being dramatic about your symptoms but if you suffer with this you know how debilitating it is how difficult it is to function how much it affects your confidence I mean I constantly look pregnant from endometriosis because it's in my it's over a lot of organs causes a lot of bloating for me and of course that affects me in day-to-day life not just when it's my period so anyway all this to say if you're going through this I'm really sorry and I'm with you and hopefully things do change but I think that we need to use our voices to make sure that other people don't have to suffer the way we are at the moment so yes just briefly like I said I've had issues with this since I was 13 years old as long as I've had my menstrual cycle it's been debilitating the pain has made me vomit and you know it's often two out of four weeks that I'll have my period for so yeah it's very you know impacting on day-to-day life when you suffer with something like endometriosis the difficulty in diagnosis and things only kind of adds to the suffering and kind of feeling in a way gaslighted that this is just something you kind of have to deal with that's how I felt anyway I'm not sure if anybody listening can relate to that but often I do feel like you're kind of gaslighted into thinking well we all bleed once a month, can I just get on with it? I truly do believe that if men had periods or men suffered from endometriosis, they would have like paid time off every month. But that is another story. And we're kind of just expected to just function and get about our day-to-day lives. And this is a longer discussion to have another time, but the nine to five working week is not built with women in mind. We are roughly on a 28-day cycle you know, obviously everyone's different. Men have a 24-hour cycle and the current calendar that we have is built for men rather than women. And yes, it's just tough when you have endometriosis. And if you're like me and you're trying to be the best version of yourself, the happiest version of yourself, the healthiest version of yourself, the most positive version of yourself, it can kind of be hard to kind of keep that up whilst suffering from a chronic illness and I hear you it is tough one thing I will say about endometriosis in general but also now that I am post-surgery I definitely have learned to prioritize rest and that's what this episode this week was going to be on it was going to be on why rest is a productive thing to do because it is we all need rest and if we're going to work hard if we're going to grind hard then we need to rest hard So it kind of ties in nicely with this week's episode. So my journey with endo, as as I said, it's been since I was in my teens. I've suffered from really difficult times of the month and kind of early 20s, mid 20s was when I kind of pursued the symptoms more, I guess, and tried to advocate for them. And I actually had a probable diagnosis of an inflammatory bowel disease at this point. I was testing positive for that. 
And now with hindsight, I know that it was actually endo around my my colon. But at the time, that was kind of the, the, the symptoms I had. And I went to the GP about that and then had investigations in hospital. And it kind of was all this vague inflammation and not really an answer. And I had had ultrasounds. I'd had a couple just to rule out any other cause and as people with endo will know it generally won't show up in an ultrasound scan so the first two it didn't Uh, and then I had a third ultrasound scan this year which showed my ovary was completely fused to my uterus from the endometriosis or what we would have presumed would be my endometriosis which of course it was so yeah um I've had three scans over the last, you know, six, seven years to get to where I am now. So I went for surgery yesterday. So the plan was laparoscopy, which is keyhole, uh, and it's a diagnostic. So it's trying to look for the endo. And I had also consented to them treating the endometriosis while they were in there, if it was superficial and safe enough to remove. Unfortunately, after the surgery, they let me know that my endo was too deep. It was too severe to treat at that point. Um, and any treatment would require a much more major, longer surgery with different types of surgeons. And I've got a hormonal implant in that they're hoping will keep it at bay. And then hopefully won't have to lead to surgery that's much more major and there's other things that they can do medically also I am absolutely choked if it sounds like I'm about to burst out crying I'm not it's just my voice is not good um so yeah got the answer and it's quite vindicating and quite validating to, for them to say yes you have endometriosis in these areas that have caused these symptoms this is why you've suffered so long and they took photos when they were in there with the keyhole with the laparoscope and they they showed me them and you can see the endometriosis over all of it you can see old scarred endometriosis new scarred endometriosis uh right in the area that was causing the symptoms so it was quite validating but I have never had a general anesthetic before and that was kind of what I was most nervous about especially since I have kind of been like the medical student in anesthetics placements and I just it just scared me you know to literally put your life in people's hands and the surgeon like literally just injected it into my drip and just looked at me and I was like is that is that anesthetic it's like are you gonna tell me what this is and he was like it's the cocktail (laughs) and that's the last thing I remember and then I woke up hours later and staff were so nice obviously the NHS staff are amazing and you know being looked after whilst you are literally unconscious it's scary like it's an invasive thing they're in like a private area and I just had a flashback to my dad wrote a porno there that was not the right word but um, <laughs> if anyone's listened to my dad wrote a porno the podcast they'll know what I'm talking about but it just it felt uh, I don't know it just made me feel uncomfortable that you know it's quite a lot of like intimate stuff was happening and I was completely unaware of it and it took me about 40-45 minutes to come around from the anaesthetic so stuff had been going on around me and I had no idea and that was probably the most unnerving part 
but the staff couldn't have been nicer and they explained everything to me and obviously explained what I'd said about the endometriosis um, and they were talking about options so this is something I think is worthwhile talking about for anybody who might be in the same boat as me who wants to know what can actually be done then at the end I'm actually going to just talk some tips from my own experience that help with endometriosis things that really have made me able to function a lot better but firstly the things that can be offered medically so in the NHS for me or for the American listeners and things your healthcare provider uh, so obviously if you had superficial less deep endometriosis they can treat that when you get the diagnostic laparoscopy so you could have that as a treatment the marina coil is used in endometriosis and studies do show that it can prevent further growth and worsening of it so that is kind of a gold standard for endo I've got that in so I'm hoping that will help just keep things at bay because I really don't want to have any more surgery to be honest with you so that is an option that they can do they also spoke about medical options so they could use kind of pharmacological treatments to help with the endo and this sounds terrifying but one of them is an induced menopause which basically stops your womb growing which means it stops the endo growing uh, and it's completely reversible so if you chose that you know it doesn't mean you can't have kids in the future which for me was a big thing although I'm not ready now I, I do want to have a child at some point I'm sure a lot of people listening would definitely be the same as me so that's a bit of a reassurance that if that was an option you took it doesn't mean you won't be able to get your cycle back there's also things like the combined pill and the mini pill and things like that so they work for some people for some people they don't I had the patch the combined patch which was great for me even in just giving me a little bit of predictability and when I was going to have my period so that I could control or manage symptoms or kind of time it a bit better when I'm less busy so that was great for a while um, but ultimately in a way these things are kind of putting a plaster on it in a way is how I feel and that's no one's fault and that's not me you know downplaying everything that's been offered to me I'm really grateful to be able to get the healthcare but yeah it would be good one day to just say look we've found something that works and helps you know but these are the things that we we can be offered with endometriosis so I just thought I would briefly touch slightly upon what endometriosis actually is um, I'm sure we've all heard it and we kind of know roughly what it is but just to kind of go over this and then I'm going to talk about things that have helped me when I've had kind of bad flares that hopefully can help you if you're listening to this and yeah there's I suppose there's a bit of a reassurance that we're definitely not alone as I said multiple times before but it makes me feel better that there is you know 1.5 million people assigned female at birth who have endometriosis and it's kind of lifelong in a way it affects you from puberty to menopause and unfortunately sometimes even longer you can feel feel the after effects of endo so endometriosis itself is basically where 
cells that would normally line our uterus, line our womb, start to grow in other places around the body. These are the same as cells inside your womb, so they act the same way and they build up. And then once it's our period, once the hormones kind of give the signal to bleed, they also bleed. This blood, unfortunately, cannot leave the body the way that it would in a period. So that's often what causes the pain, the symptoms, the bloating. And this buildup of our cells bleeding internally is what leads to that kind of inflammation, buildup of scar tissue, and ultimately pain. So there's many ways that endo can affect a day-to-day life. It might affect your periods directly. You might have very, very heavy periods, long periods, you know, not the person who has a four-day cycle. You might be one of those unlucky people like me who can bleed for eight days or more. Be very heavy, you might pass clots. Periods could be very painful. Certain areas might be more painful, and that can be indicative of where it is. For example, a lot of people would have pain kind of around their bladder potentially when they've got endo and that can flare up whenever it's your period because it's sitting on your bladder. Some people would have it around their bowel and feel pain there and as well people might have what is called dyspareunia that is pain when having penetrative sex so certain sexual positions and things might be more painful in certain ways if you have endometriosis in certain places. Also tiredness and that is not only from the pain from the physical illness but also if you're bleeding that much every month you're losing blood and I've been in it pretty much as long as I have had periods um it makes you so tired also pain pain is so tiring it fires up that kind of survival mode sympathetic nervous system and you know it's tiring having that often so yeah it it can affect in many ways it can affect your sleep if you're up with pain if you're up with bleeding it can also affect relationships you know like for me personally like the bloating or the pain or you know heavy bleeding it does impact your ability to have a relationship and be open with someone it definitely does it also affects the ability to work you know like when you're so sore you feel like you want to be sick or if you're constantly bleeding through, like going to work or going to school isn't as easy as just doing that. So I'm sorry if you have experienced anything like this. I know that it's really, really difficult. I really try to focus on the good. Like I said, I try and keep it positive. And I suppose one thing about keeping it positive is that I know that there's a reason why I have these symptoms and I'm thankful for the investigation and I know that I'm not alone as I've said loads of times and I know there's options there and in a lot of ways having endometriosis has made me stronger I have quite a high pain threshold because you kind of have to um I also do hope that one day in my career in medicine that I can do something to make a difference for women and people who menstruate who suffer from this I hope one day I can turn it into something good. So lastly, just to end this episode on, these are some things that I do that helps with endo. So the best thing I have ever, ever bought is like a four foot, four or five foot long hot water bottle. It was £12 from Amazon. It is the best thing in the world. You wrap it, can wrap it right around you like Saturn's ring. 
and it helps the pain so much. It helps me sleep with the pain and it's just, yeah, it's great. Heat is really great for endo pain, so strongly recommend that. A lot of people have those kind of microwavable teddies and there is some studies showing that castor oil applied on the skin with heat when it's absorbed through skin can be helpful for endo. I haven't personally tried that. That was from that was from a doctor who works in endometriosis that I heard that from. It wasn't like a like an old wife's tale. They were saying that it actually has been shown to help. So that's something you could try if you do have endo or think you might have endo. If you're in a position to visit your GP or get medicine, I use tranic acid for bleeding and it's so helpful. It helps me leave the house and be able to work and be able to function. So if you're in a position to have that and it's safe for you to take, that has really, really helped me. I also have naproxen, which is kind of like a stronger ibuprofen and that really does help the pain when I take it and it keeps on top of it. And again, the healthy function, you know, nobody wants to be at work vomiting from pain. So that is another thing that's really helped me. As much as I'd love to be able to tell you that all these natural things I do work, it it doesn't. And it's okay to need painkillers. It's totally okay if it helps you function. Also, sleep. Oh my gosh, sleep. You need to rest when it's your period, regardless if you have end or not. Your body is literally shedding blood. So rest, sleep, feel no guilt. Also tracking your cycle in terms of planning more productive high energy tasks after your period is a game changer. Strongly recommend the book Do Less by Kate Northrup about living cyclically and harnessing the power with your period rather than just getting by and trying to kind of keep up with everyone else. So planning your period week as kind of hibernation. It's called our inner winter, this period of our period. (laughs) And it's about rest. It's about restoration. And we're running a marathon with our period. If you feel good doing that, great. But our bodies work naturally better at high energy things after our period. I use the Stardust app um, because I also love it because it tells you what kind of witch you are. But yeah, it tells you, you know, when you're in your kind of hunker down hibernation time of your period. And it makes sense when you track it. It Like knowledge is power when you track it and you know your period will be then. Then you can say, actually, no, it's maybe not the best time to be going on a night out or... Maybe it's not the best time to have plans every single night this week. Maybe I should prioritise just staying in and resting. Also, yoga has really helped. I carry a lot of my endo around my hips and often I will have painful hips. (laughs) I literally sound like an 18-year-old, but I've had it as long as my endo has kind of been there. And yoga in the morning or in the evening really helps just stretch that all out. I won't be able to do that for a wee while, just having a, just had surgery. But there's loads of amazing YouTube free videos for yoga for endo pain or cramps or, or bloating. Interestingly, there's actually a yoga for post hysterectomy or post surgery. I've not obviously not had a hysterectomy, but I think a wee post surgical yoga is an amazing thing. 
so I'm going to go try that. But I hope this was helpful if you are going for surgery or if you have endometriosis. I'm really sorry if you do suffer from it. You're not alone, as I've said, and although it's difficult, there is ways to manage it. If you've made it to this point, thank you for listening to my terrible cold voice. It's not like Phoebe's sexy cold voice on Friends. It's more like this bitch needs some vapor rub in her life. As always, thank you for listening. I hope this has helped even just one other person to know that they're not alone and there's ways that you can help yourself as much as you can. Take all the rest you need without guilt. Give yourself lots of love. And if you've enjoyed this, I can do more episodes on living with endometriosis or kind of living with chronic pain and trying to be your best, happiest self. Give me a wee follow on Instagram at selflovestorypod. And as I said, please, please do rate and review me wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps your girl out. Happy Christmas. When this comes out, Christmas will be Monday. So have a lovely Christmas if you celebrate it. However you spend the festive season, have the best time whatever it is you do and i will see you next week Um, my episode is going to be on intention setting for the new year can't wait for this so love you guys i will see you next week bye